my own video. Yeah. What? Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. I can't believe we're starting right on time. That's amazing. You can get involved by going to our chat line, YouTube chat line, and I can take your questions and answers, all right? So good morning, everybody, again. I'm glad you showed up. This is going to be fun. Um, So a couple things I want to deal with. Uh, Last week, I had a biblical question. Do you believe that God loves you as you are? And I thought that was a good question. And it was interesting, the feedback I got from that question. Anybody want to respond to that question now? Who believe that God loves you as you are? Oh, good. Uh, you raise your hand? Uh, kind of. Yeah, she's like this. <laughs> uh, Brenda, you believe God loves you as you are? Yes, and why yes? Because he said so. Because he said so? Yeah. He said, I love you as you are? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Did you meet him going down the road or something? He said that? <laughs> Pretty sure that's in the Bible, but I, I don't know that I could find it for you. Okay, but you do believe that? I do believe that. And your proof is it's somewhere in the Bible. Yeah, and I mean, he made me. I believe that he made me. Right. I believe I'm a child of God, and I love my kids, and they're not perfect. So I think a parent loves their kids because they're their kids. They're, they love them. Amazing. So you love your kids as they are? Yes. Oh, okay. And you said, so you're uncertain about it? Uh, yes, I, I think... Um Yes, you're uncertain, or yes, you believe you love I'm I'm a little uncertain about it. And and why? I think that uh, (laughs) we reach uh, perfection with God, uh, or or, our relationship. Um, We try to, I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> we'll come back to you. Okay, good. All right. Well, you were uncertain anyway. You were like, yeah, yeah. Right here. Yes, uh, take the mic behind you, right there. You, yes, sir. You believe God loves you as you are? Yes, I do. Because um, even though we fall short of being perfect, uh, our will to want to try to be closer to Him, He likes to see us grow and try to be a better person overall and get closer to him and the only way we'll achieve that is through time and uh, due diligence and, and practice and the way to get closer to God is to, to love him and put him above all things and to worship him and to ask him for guidance and then you will slowly grow and get to the levels that you need to be to you know but he ultimately loves you and he's watching you like an infant from an infant child grow into you know the, your greatness Amazing. Who told you that? Um, just That's just what I've read and learned from the Bible and kind of just what I've taken in over time and heard the different stories of how many other people in the Bible have failed and uh, have to go through a lot, like a long part of life. Are you a Christian? Yes, sir. Is this your first time here? Yes. Welcome. Thank you. What's your name? Jason Peskin. Jason, I'm glad you came. How did you find us? Um, I found you on YouTube, listening oh, okay. to you and stuff through um, the Internet. While what got your attention? Um, 
At first it was the little bit of controversial radio stuff and, you know, how you like to stir up people and get them thinking. <laughs> I don't uh, like stirring up people. Well, you know, but, but it, it definitely <laughs> but gets them thinking. It gets them using their mind yeah. and, and things, and it got me thinking, you know, and, and I thought it was very interesting. And then I came across the church and started to follow through. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you came. Great, thanks. Is this your wife? Uh, my fiancé. Oh, hi, fiancé. That's Anna, yeah. Hi. Hi, Analia. Did you watch the videos as well? Yes. Uh, let her have the mic for me, please. You watch the videos? Mm-hmm. You like me? Yes. I oh, you still like me? Yes. <laughs> you got a good wife. I, I mean, fiance. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, I'm glad you came. Thank you. Do you have any questions for me? Um, no, not this Not point. yet. Is he a beta or alpha? He's an alpha. He's an alpha? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you came, all right? Thank Do you. you have any questions for me? Uh, no, no, sir. I've, you've pretty much been self-explanatory ever since I've been watching you, and I've just come to my own conclusions. Right you know, on. We what? were just watching the one from last week where you had the, what do they call him, uh, troll? Like a troll type of person? Oh, like? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what? we were getting ready, where she was like, oh, are you sure you want to go? And I'm like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, you saw the mad guy that was here. Yeah. Oh, I see. That's yeah. A, He's crazy. You know, there's a lot of a lot of that out there. Yeah, you know, but we don't let it deter our that's right. system. That's for sure. Were you afraid to come because of that? Uh, in a way, let it have my. I'm sorry. Yeah, not afraid. Just kind of um, second thoughts. Like <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anybody act like that in church. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless they had the Holy Spirit. <laughs> then usually they don't make much sense. <laughs> right. That's right. Well, I'm glad you guys are here. All right, thank you. All right. Um, anybody on this side believe that God loves you as you are? Oh, right here. This boy can sing. Oh, man. That's Trevor. I appreciate that, man. I saw that shout out. I it's, was watching it. It's like, shocking. Oh, shout me out again. I was shocked. Amen. Uh, we played this song on the radio. Yeah, man. Appreciate that. That's really impressive. I made a remix of it. I, I took what you said and made a song out of it. So, I never knew that boy could sing like that. Sing like that. That's amazing. But, uh, so I you remember, believe God loves you as you are? I do. And, and why? You know, like not last week, but the week before, we talked about what what true love is. You know, and, and I want to know only, what love is. Well, well. <laughs> um, and and you know, true love, God's love is unconditional, right? And it doesn't care about the outcome. What does unconditional love mean? Means that there's no attachments. There's no, you know, uh, it means that there's no conditions. It means that I love you no matter what. That's crazy. <laughs> Isn't that Don't believe we, that. Well, that's not true. So what, what's love then? It ain't that. <laughs> But um, how do you why do you believe God love you unconditionally? Because I mean, well, last couple of weeks ago, we talked about it all. And that's what I came. It felt like we came to the conclusion. of. Oh, no you need strings. to go write a new song. No, no, no strings <laughs> I got attached. it wrong. Um, if God loved us unconditionally, would he tell us to be perfect? Um, I think that he would strive for us to be perfect. But he didn't say strive. He said, be it. Yeah. Well, I know. I mean, it's like, how do we be perfect, you know, when we're, we're human? 
and I I've, I want to be perfect. I, I I have since I've been watching you, I haven't been sinning or anything like that. And it's not because the goal. <laughs> Why is Yoya laughing is to at not you? sin? No, <laughs> it's not because the goal is to not sin. You know, it's because it's like if I if I strive yeah. to be you know serve God and have Him be you know who's channeling through me that I can like not be in my thoughts and not. Do you believe you could be perfect? I think it's po- anything's possible. So I think that yeah. So possible. you believe it? Okay, all right. But um, uh, but you also believe God loves us as we are. I think so because. I think but listen, this is not a test. So relax. <laughs> Take a breath. This is a fellowship, all right? Yeah. And we're just having fun. No, I for sure. Right. I'm having fun. So you believe God loves us as we are. I think God will love us no matter what. How about as we so as we are? Yeah. Oh, okay. Esteban, what are you saying to that? Um, <clears throat> not sure, but. Um, <laughs> I feel like I have some evil things inside of me. Well, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us something we don't know. <laughs> does God love us as we are? No. He does not? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Why do you say no? Because I, I was saying, you know, I feel like I have some evil traits or um, things, you know, to my personality. So I'm not, like, fully aware of them. And I know, like, that... God can't love evil because, you know, he's good. So he is not capable or, like, um, able to love that about me, you know? So he doesn't love you as you are? Not the evil things. Maybe the good oh, okay. things. Yeah. All right. So he loved the good things about you but not the evil things? Yeah. Well, what's good about you? <laughs> I don't know. Ask him. <laughs> There's something good about you? Yeah, I'm sure. You sure? I asked Andre. Huh? <laughs> Is there anything good about him? He works hard when he works. Oh, he works hard when he works. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Anyone else? Does God love you as you are? Oh, good. Right here and then right there. And then we'll move on because so much I want to cover. See, church is supposed to start at 11 and it's supposed to end at 12. And then we're supposed to welcome everybody, do the announcement and out of here, right? And so I've not been able to do that in a while, and I'm constantly getting yelled at. So I'm going to try to do it today. You believe God loves you as you are? I do not believe he does. I believe he, God wants, he loves us, or he loves us when we're always trying to be better, and when you're always trying to be better. Come on down, ladies. There's some seats around here. It seems very stagnant. Like you're not... I think when you say if he loves you as you are, it's just like you're kind of complacent is, is the way I hear that message. And I think he doesn't want you to be that way. He wants you to always be striving to be better. Amazing. Yes, sir, with the red cap. Uh, yeah, I don't... The way it sounds makes it sound like he accepts us for the way we are, like loves us the way we are. I don't think that's true. I think he loves us enough to tell us and to correct us the same way we love, in true love, love our fellow man enough to... Have you ever thought about this? Does God love me as I am? Uh, probably a long time ago when I was, you know, when I was going to church. And what did you come up with? Um, I can't remember. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't remember, but... And so now you say yes or no? 
No, I think he does love us. And as you are, he loves. He, yeah, he loves us. He doesn't love the sinning that we do and all of the other stuff. But he loves loves us enough to correct us and and. Does he love you as you are? It's yes. not a guessing game. It's just right, yes. a fellowship. Yes. 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 <laughs> you say he does. He loves you as you are. Yes. Amazing. One last one. Right here. Yes. With your unfold. Yeah. Yeah. Does God love you as you are? I think he does. You think he does? Because his son was crucified on the cross for our sins. And so that's why I'm thinking he loves you. A little you. louder for me? He does love you as you are. Otherwise, he wouldn't have had his son die on the cross for us. Amazing. Were you, uh, is this your first time here? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's your name? My name's Sam. Welcome, Sam. Where Thank are you, you. from? Uh, from Australia. Australia. Yes. Down under. Down under. Well, yes. welcome, man. Thank you. Any Thank questions you. for me? Uh, it's not related. You came a long way. Yeah, I did, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> you should be allowed at least one question. All right, all right. Well, it's regarding the great white hope that I wanted yes. to ask you. Right. So he gave a speech at the UN, and um, I'm going to paraphrase. I don't know word for. I don't remember word for word, but. Towards the end of his speech, he said that um, the most important thing is um, family, nation, um, and the individual. And when I heard that, the first question that came into my mind was, but you've got three wives, or you've had three wives. Where's the family in the way that you've lived? And then I thought of you, because every time I see Trump, I, I see you. You know something? The, the, That's right. I, I think of the great white hope. And I'm wondering... Uh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking... When he sees Trump, he sees me, not Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm thinking, hang on, Jesse's all about Trump, and I can see how he's doing a lot of good things. Um, but how do you know that he's not the typical lying politician, that he's just espousing stuff that his many, um, you know, hundreds of consultants have told him what to say. Right. How do you know he's not lying? That's a good question. He had many wives, right? Uh, well, from what I understand, uh, but he had two one previous... at a time? Yeah, one at a time. Oh, yeah. okay. Yep. Um, I, I believe him now because so far he has done what he said. We could, we could judge him based on his action. Not what people say, but what they do. Are they a living example of that? And he said he would put the country first. He's putting the country first. You know, right? Yeah, okay. What about yeah. the wall? What about the what? The wall. The wall? Sorry, my accent probably. Oh, yeah, no, I like the, it. The no wall. Problem. The wall. He said he was going to build the wall. As a matter of fact, Joel said that he was going to go to Australia and get a wife. <laughs> Because he liked the accent. We've got a good few sort. Do you down, know who Joel? <laughs> you know who Joel is? Uh, no. Raise your hand, Joel. All right. You I, heard of him, right? Uh, no, I haven't. He's sorry. the audience on the show. Right. Okay. Yeah, he's the black one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. So he said he would put the country first. He put the country first. The wall is happening already. It's going up. You just don't hear about it. So it's not like it's not happening. It is happening. 
He's put up a portion of it already. And before he leaves, the wall will be completed. Um, he only has one wife now. He has not cheated. And so we have to judge, our, discern our fellow man based and woman based on what's happening now because we all have a past, right? But we can all change. And in that very moment that we change, that's a brand new person in a brand new situation. And the past doesn't exist anymore except in the minds of our enemies. So like at one time you were a horrible guy. Remember all the trouble you got into? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and your family and your friends know about the horrible stuff you did, right? Yes. But that's not who you are today. No. Isn't that right? No. But if they don't overcome that fallen state, They'll judge you. They'll say, oh, he's a liar. He's a cheater. He's this, right? But that's not who you are today. And that's how I, I, I judge people based on who they are now, not who they were yesterday. And that's yeah. how I see the president. He has given me no reason to doubt him so far. Okay. Great. Do you disagree with that? You can disagree if yeah. you... No, I'm, I'm trying to think of like a pushback, but yeah. um, <clears throat> that, that makes sense to me. Because that's what I see as well. Yeah. That's what I see as yeah. well. Yeah. Whatever he did prior to becoming president, I don't care about that. I'm concerned about what he's doing now. He's faithful to his wife, it appears. Yeah. He's putting the country first. He, uh, he's keeping his promise, especially for politicians. He's the first one that I'm aware of who have kept their promise so far. Even having to fight all the people who are against him, the media, the rhinos, the Democrats, he's still standing up and fighting because he made a promise that he would put the country first. Isn't that amazing? Uh, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's totally amazing. So did I answer your question? Uh, you did, yes. You have another one? Uh, not at the moment, no. All right. If you do, let me know. You came a long way. You have, today is yours. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Jesse. Thank All right. You. So if something pops in your head, let me know. All right. Just no. raise your hand and I'll come back to you. Thanks, Jesse. Tom. All right. Who believe that God does not love us as we are? Oh, good. All right. Oh, you can't do that. <laughs> now she, she has a hand way up here. That's the one that we're doing this. Let me go to the young lady way in the back, and then I'll come over to you in a minute. You believe that he does not love us as we are? No. And why, why do you say no? Um, well, first of all, you have the two parts of the Bible, right? The Old Testament, the Old Testament, and the New Testament. The Old Testament, definitely don't think he loves us as we are. Yeah. The New Testament, maybe he's a little more lenient. But so what is it about the New Testament that tells you that he does not love us as we are? Well, once again, it gets back to the definition of what love is. I want to know what love is. <laughs> what is love? Oh, what is love? you ask complicated questions. But these are the things that he wants us to think on. I think, Don't think I about think, what you're going to wear, what yeah. you're going to eat, who you're going to marry. Think on these things. It's mm-hmm. so powerful. That's why you got to get to know yourself. So, because if you keep your eye on yourself, your eyes on yourself, you can see what's going on. Mm-hmm. You really can. It's mind-blowing. But if, go ahead. If any entity loves unconditionally, it would be God. But we're so imperfect, aren't we? 
We what? We are so imperfect. And why are we so imperfect? (laughs) (laughs) Because that's the way we're created. We have free will. And so what is love? What is love? I don't know. Yeah, okay. Did you know you did not know before right now? Yes. You thought you knew? Nope. Never thought I knew. You never thought about what love is? I have thought about it. I just know I I don't know what it is. Oh, okay. Very interesting. You will know before you leave this building. All right. (laughs) All right. Today. All right. Joel, are you going to answer based on what I said on the radio or are you? No. Okay. (laughs) Um, No, I, I do believe that God does not, he loves who we are, but not us as we are. Amazing. Don't show up for work tomorrow without asking. <laughs> and who are we? He love who we are. But I mean, like, who are we that he love us? The people he created us to be, or how he created us, but not the things we picked up on the way. Uh. <laughs> are you saying uh because you can't believe he said that, or you said uh because it makes sense? Me. Uh huh. Uh-oh, Mike. <laughs> Remember how Bill Lockwood answered that question? Right. I think that was perfect. And I and don't remember. And when Bill asked, what was my response? I don't remember. I said, amazing. <laughs> right, probably, because that's, that's, that's what you say. Yeah. But uh, I think, um, I don't know what he said either, but basically God created us perfect, and in that, in that he loves us. But um, like he said, we became something else in this fallen state. So that's not what he lost. Interesting. Yes, ma'am. Are you saying yes to what she said? No. 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 I, I thank God. Oh, hold on. Hold on one minute. Hold on. Go over there, Esteban. Oh. I think God created us in his image and nothing else. Only us human beings in his image. And we are children of God, so I believe, I do believe that he loves all of us as he is, whether we have faults or not. Uh, is this your first time here? Yeah. What's your name? Hannah. Hannah, welcome. Thank you. Um, who told you about us? This is my, cousin, my nephew. That's Michael. your nephew? Yeah. Oh, Michael. And I'm visiting from New York. Really? Well, welcome. Thank Any you. questions for me? No. Oh, okay. Yet. All right. Um, right there. You have a smart cousin. Thank you. And you should hear him on the, so, I mean, nephew. Sometimes he answers the phone for us for the radio show. He's like, turn off your phone. I mean, turn off the radio and speak up. Don't be on the speakerphone. He doesn't sound like James, right? James all nice. <laughs> James all nice about it, and they still don't do what he says. But when you tell them, like Michael, and I hear about them sometimes, look like he's yelling at them. <laughs> What's your name? Where are you calling from? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Um, I agree with Joel. And what's your name? Tarja. What's your name? Tarja. Tarja. You agree with them? Yes, I um, because. When you're in a fallen state, you start to believe the children of the lie. Right. And once you believe that, you're like, God's like, why are you doing this? And he's like, he's trying to help you, but then you have to try to forgive. You have to forgive your parents because then when you forgive your parents, you return to the, you return to God and your father and your. So you believe your L. Yeah. Amazing. 
So let me do this then. Uh, Lily, what do you say to that? Are you all holy? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Does God love us? Does God love you as you are? Before or do God Andre, love you as you are? Before asking Andre, I believe no. Before asking Andre? Yeah. You ask him already? You ask your husband? <laughs> and what did he say? He said yes, but your we husband didn't have said a God love you as you are? Yes. Amazing. Before Divorce that, no, I believe. Him. <laughs> Don't follow him. No. But before asking him, I believe no, because as the perfect answer that comes to me is because we can't serve two gods. Like, I walk out of here and I lie or do something that you're not supposed to do, as simple as that. Then, yes, God loves us because he created us in his image, but that doesn't mean that he's going to love my sins. Or I can't use that as an excuse. Well, anyways, he loves me, you know. Amazing. I can do anything I want to. Yeah. Interesting. So, Andre, you believe God loves you as you are? Yes. And why? Andre is little Jesus. Because. He used to be the audience in here before because, John. Uh, why do you believe God loves you as you are? Because um, I look at myself and I see throughout, you know, throughout my life, I've, I've done, you know, terrible things, <laughs> bad things, but he's always. He's always been with me. He's always loved me enough to kind of push me back towards the right path or trying to um, remind me that I need to get my act together. So during all that time that I've been terrible, he still loved me enough to um, bring me back to him. So that's why I think he, he, does, love, he does love me as, my, as I am, but as she said... That doesn't mean that he doesn't want us to change. Uh, on the contrary, he loves us enough that he wants us to change, that he pushes us towards that good change. So I'll just ask this question, starting with you then, to move it forward. If God loves you as you are, why did he say that we must be born again? Well, because if you're we, not born again, you can't even enter into the kingdom of heaven. He'll just let you suffer and die. Right. But I think that's part of the love. The way that he, I've noticed that the way that he loves us is nowhere near the way that we love each other because um, his is so non-pushy and non-forceful and it's just, he lets you be. You can go ahead and do whatever you want to do and destroy yourself. But there is, a, there is something there that always tries to remind you to turn back. And I think that's the love. That he has for us. But if he loved us as we are, he wouldn't say you must be born again. Right. He but would just say, you know what, I love you as you are. Stay that way. No, it definitely comes. You, it definitely comes with conditions. It's not unconditional as you you think it is. It does have conditions, and condition the condition is be perfect. But he has that love. He has enough love for you to help you do that, or at least bring you back. Oh, I see what you're thinking. He does not love us as we are. Because we are in a fallen state. Until you're born again, you are children of Satan. And God will not let you in with that nature, right? 
So, and the reason I ask that question because so many Christians and others have said, God love you as you are. And we're all children of God. Until you are born again, you're not a child of God. It's just you're a child of Satan. And that's why God said that we must be born of the Spirit. And so here's my question. Uh, have you been born of the Spirit, Andre? No. And how do you know? Because my He said that we were just... born of the flesh, and then we were born of the Spirit. We must be born of right. the Spirit. You have not been born of no. the Spirit? How do you know? My actions just say it, say it clearly. Oh, I see. I mean, I know myself, so yeah. I might not display it, but it's there, and I know it. Oh, okay. So I can't, be, I can't not be true to myself, so that's how I know. Interesting. Anyone here has been born of the Spirit? Three people. Four. And the rest of you have not. Is that right? Look, it's not a test. Let's fellowship. Relax. Don't be afraid, really. It's just a simple men and women and one, one child, two kids. We're just fellowship, and that's all we're doing. And I'm asking these questions because I want you to get to know yourself. I don't want you to any longer believe what anyone says just because they said it or just because they read the Bible or they repeat it to you. If you don't see it for yourself, you don't know if it's true or not. But Satan can make you think that you do know where it's true, and you don't. So I, I want you to really start letting words go in one ear and out the other one. Do not hold on to words. Even when they're coming from President Trump, the great white hope, let them go in one ear and out the other one. You need to know that you know for yourself. Because this is why a lot of people are suffering. They hear other people, experts and preachers and others say things, and it sounds good. They read it from the Bible, so it must be true. You don't know that it's true. That makes sense? So that's why I'm asking these things in hope that you would examine yourself to know for yourself. That's the only way you're going to know. All right? So, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, when, I, when you say born of the Spirit, are you mean like in Ephesians 1.13, once you hear the word, you believe it, and then you put your complete trust in it, like a, it tells you the three steps. Then it says you're sealed by the Spirit once you do that. Once you put your complete trust in, in the gospel. Well, I'm, I'm saying that that scripture, that's what it says. Yeah. Well, it, this was from John 3, 5, but, but yeah, I'm talking about that. Yeah. yeah. Are you so, born of the Spirit? Well, I'm sealed. And then the you're Bible talks about, yeah. Because that's what that Ephesians one thirteen says, that once you trust in what happened at the cross, that means Christ being, you know, uh, dying for your sins, being buried and rising again, you know, f- just to pay for your sins. To, you know, once that happens, once you trust in that sacrifice, uh, the Bible says you're sealed by the Spirit. In and Ephesians one thirteen. Right. Are you, have you been born of the Spirit? Well, there's another scripture, and I don't know where it set, is, you know, but it says... Answer my question, man. <laughs> well, that, that... This is one of those days. <laughs> well, have born of the born? Spirit is, is uh, for I me, from my understanding, it's, it's an old covenant thing. Because I believe Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. <laughs> old covenant. <laughs> <laughs> have you been born of the Spirit? No. <laughs> what? No. So you did all that quote descriptions. 
to come back to well, say no. I just no. quoted one scripture. I, I got a few more. You're if you on want. your way, yeah. <laughs> so you have not. How do you know you have not well, been because, born of the Spirit? Because for uh, the uh, body of Christ, which is the, you know, the Apostle Paul, he's the, um, he's the uh, administrator of the body of Christ in uh, Romans 11. It talks about him saying, my office, I'm, I'm the uh, apostle to the Gentiles. So what Paul tells... What are you talking about? Yeah. This you, makes you, you want to drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that. I'm saying you have to go to Paul if you no want to know. No kids go crazy. You have to go to Paul for the directives of the body How do you know you have not been born of the Spirit? Because I it, didn't ask about Paul. Because Paul tells me I'm, I'm baptized into the body. So Paul this, told the, you that. Yeah, the, did the, you say that last the holy, night? The Holy Spirit. Paul says that the Holy Spirit. Once you believe, <laughs> once you believe, the Holy Spirit baptizes you into the body. That's what that's what Paul tells us. And so, how do you know you have not been born of the Spirit? Uh, why? Because it's old covenant. Being born of the Spirit is something that Jesus told uh, the Jews and the apostles. Who I'm, is this? <laughs> and, and so Paul uh, was the overseer of the body, which the Gentiles are. <laughs> I know it's 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 interesting, huh? No. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it's, new, it's new for you, Brenda. What do you say now that I said that he does not love us as we are? That we must be born again. Um, I think what this says to me, or what I'm thinking, is that God loves us enough to give us a way. And I to think give a, us a way? A way, yes. yeah. Absolutely. To, to be reborn and to enter the kingdom of heaven. Right. And so for me, love is pretty synonymous with caring. And when you, when you love somebody or when you care enough... You, you give them a way to do what's right. And so you love them, and you want them to do better, but it doesn't mean that you stopped loving them when they're fallen. But do you still think that he loves us as we are? Now that you heard that we must be born again, he won't even let you back in the house or let you're born again. But if he didn't care, he, he wouldn't give us care. away. I See... Karen is a worldly way. I think he loves us, and that's why he's given us a way to get into the kingdom of God. But he doesn't care if you do it or not. You really think that? You think God doesn't? Yeah, you just make another baby and let you go to hell and try it with the next one. (laughs) (laughs) Hope that the next generation get it right. (laughs) He really doesn't care. He loves you, but he's not caring or not if you... uh, Oh, I think it makes him very sad if we don't do what he wants us to do. You think it makes God sad? Yeah. Uh, you got you think another he doesn't thought care. coming. You think he doesn't care? No. Okay. It really does because it's so easy to make another human being and give, hopefully that generation would do it right. Okay. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, but no, that's not true. Okay. He's not sad if we don't do it. All right. You know what I mean? I hear what you're saying. Do you disagree? You could disagree. Well, I'm not in agreement with you yet. I'm oh, going to okay. think about it. Oh, okay. Amazing. So have you been born of the Spirit? 
Well, that's that's a hard question because I think I have been born of the Spirit. Well, why is it a hard question if you think you have? Because I still fall short. I still do things that are not of God. Like what, for example? Like... You try to smack Ed upside the head. <laughs> like sometimes I have anger. And I know that if you're born of the Spirit, you shouldn't ever have anger. But how do you know that? Know what? That I have anger or that I that shouldn't have anger? That if you have anger, you should never... Because uh, we've talked about it. If here you're born before. of the spirit, you should never be angry. Yeah, you said if you're born of the spirit, you you let the anger go, and then you can be born of the spirit. And then next Thursday, I'll get angry again. It's like I I can't stay completely on the straight and narrow. How many people agree with that? That if you're born of the spirit, you never get angry. Why you agree, Ed? Well, get angry? No, you don't have anger. If you're if you're born of spirit, no, you don't have anger. You never get angry. No. no. And how do you know that's true? <laughs> because I get angry. <laughs> so, and I never thought for a second I was born of the spirit. So, yeah. So I, you're I, not born of the spirit. No, I don't. No, I don't believe I am. Uh, no wonder, Brenda. You don't have a chance. Your husband. Like that. <laughs> He's in your way. Yeah, but I brought her to church. So give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let me just respond to what Brenda said. When you're born of the Spirit, you are a baby, right? And so, like, a brand new baby is learning to walk. So you may, you know, you're looking around, you're crawling, you're falling down, you're getting up, and blah, 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 right? So when you're first born again of the Spirit, you're still subject to those thoughts because you haven't quite understood yet how to totally uh, resist them. And so while you're growing, you're going to fall into those thoughts once in a while. And when you fall into them, you're going to feel that anger. But Satan's going to tell you, you're not born again because you still believe in the thoughts. But if you learn to just relax in that when it happens and have no opinion about it, don't say I'm not born again. If you're born again, you can't fall into anger because you're saying that because you heard me or someone said, right? And so you don't have the full understanding of how it works. So it's best to just, when it happens that way, because it's Satan who tells you that you are not born again when you fall into that. It's best to just relax and let it pass. So when you feel anger, just relax in it. Don't react to it. Don't judge yourself. Just let it be, and then God will deal with it, because eventually you will not fall into those thoughts. Because if you don't get those thoughts, you can never have those feelings, right? So just allow yourself to grow and be patient. But don't judge yourself like that. What do you say to that? Well, that's a relief. Because I thought I was starting over every time. It's yeah. like, okay, i gotta, I got to be born again and again and again. And you know, I feel like that's I... That's a deceiver telling you that. Okay. Because once you're born again, you can't go back in and be born again. You can't leave out... And then get born again. It's like the mother's womb. In the Bible, he asked, well, can you, once you're born of your mother, can you go back into the womb? And likewise, once you're born of the Spirit of God, just hear this. I'm telling you the truth. Once you're born of the Spirit of God, you cannot be unborn. You cannot be. You're locked in. So, but that's Satan telling you that. And you don't realize it because you're a little child growing up and you still believe in him. That makes sense? Yes. Yeah. That's uh, helpful. I'm sorry? That is helpful. Yeah. Satan is busy. I was talking to someone in another part of the world, 
uh, and they were really panicking because Satan was telling them all these things about themselves and they were believing it. Satan told them that, so this guy, it was a guy he was dating and Satan told him he had got, gotten a girl pregnant. And he's like, no, I didn't. And Satan's like, yes, you did. <laughs> he's like, no, 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 I didn't. Satan's like, yes, you did. <laughs> and Satan kept telling him that until eventually he believed it. And when he believed it, he felt it. And he started freaking out. And though it was true, the interesting thing about this, he had never had sex with the girl. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And that sounds funny, right? But think about the things he has caused you to believe. It wasn't even real at all, but he stayed with you and stayed with you until you believed it. And then you felt it, and now it's reality to you. So that sounds crazy that someone would believe that, right? But he can make, if you're not aware, he can make you believe some of the weirdest things. And that's what he's doing to you. Isn't that amazing? That's why you got to doubt every, 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 every thought. I know beautiful women that in the physical, they are beautiful. But Satan told them that they were not. That they were unattractive. And they fell for that lie. And no human being walking the earth can convince them that they are beautiful. When they look in the mirror, they see ugly. They really do. And then they go off and have surgery and really mess up themselves. Because they believe into a lie. And you can't convince them. They can call you up every day. Am I beautiful? Yes, you're beautiful. Oh, thank you. But Satan will say, no, you're not. And Satan can have you looking in the mirror, seeing something that's not there. He can tell you that you're too fat. If you're into your body like that. And every time you look in the mirror, you see 500 pounds. And, and then the people around you are like, no, you weigh 10 pounds. No, I weigh 500 pounds. So he can convince you, if you're not aware, of some of the darndest things. And that's why I want you to be aware of that, Brendan. Don't believe anything he says. And so if you're feeling that anger, it's only because you believe into it and then see the thoughts coming. That makes sense, right? Yes. All right. Let me take this hand first, and then I'll come back. Yeah. Did you have your hand? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Um, something that you said a little while ago about uh, you really can't have love and uh, evil right. both at the same time. Right. Um, I'm not sure God really likes that. Like what? Ha- having us uh, have evil and... No, you can't serve two gods. You, yeah, you, exactly. You're only of one. So I don't... So that's why another thing, you can't go in and out of the kingdom. Right. And that's why I believe that I don't think that he just loves us for who we are. No, he does not love you as you are. You must repent and be born again. Yes. Because all people with anger are playing God. You think you are God, so you're never going to get in as long as you think that you are. You got to admit that you're not. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Esmeralda, let's go right here. I was going to say when when you're... When you're um, in that fallen state first, before yes, have you have to come here for a minute. Go ahead. When you're um, when you child of Satan, um, all the the anger and all those self doubt and those feelings that you're ugly and all that, they are inside of you. Once you're born again, 
you still tempted with those things because they're so familiar to your physicalities, yeah, he but knows they're your outside weakness. of you now. Yeah. The anger. So that is what has helped me is that when that anger is offered to me, I realize that it's from outside. It's not inside anymore. So it's easier to... But if you believe it, though, you do feel it on the inside. Right, right. But what I'm saying, it's just a feeling. It has nothing right. to do with right. who I am. Not at all. Not at all. Not one iota. But, but, but what I was trying to say is what has helped me is to realize, recognize that there's a difference. It's not inside of me anymore. Yeah. It's outside trying to come back in. Do you know right what I mean? On. That's right. That's why I say try to deceive you. Duh. Uh, do, have you been born of the Spirit? <laughs> you so holy spirit of what <laughs> the spirit of what the spirit of God I don't know you don't know uh-uh. why don't you know that's a good question I don't know how to answer it why don't you know how to answer it yes yes what <laughs> I don't know how to answer this question I don't know if I'm. Have you ever thought about this question? Maybe not exactly like that, but to some degree. Maybe not the exact. I haven't thought about exactly how you asked it, but to some degree. So you like thought to some degree, am I born of the Spirit of God? Am I born again? Am I really on the path? And would you come up with? Seems like I am, but it's hard to say really. Oh, okay. All right. Um, all right, let's do this really fast. Are we moving fast today? Are we having fun? Uh, is it helping? Oh, good. Just wait for the conclusion. It's going to be amazing. Uh, Joel, and then here, and then here. Oh, man, I'm scared to come to you. Yes. Uh, what's the difference between somebody who hasn't yet forgiven? I'm a, and I'm gonna try my best to explain it. But for that person who hasn't yet forgiven, to just tell himself, "I'm not gonna believe the thoughts," opposed to a person who has forgiven, who tells himself, "I'm not gonna believe the thoughts." Like what? What makes you need to go forgive necessarily to be born again? If it's the thoughts that are the issue. So repeat, say that. Like, like don't ask me three questions, ask me one. <laughs> so you're saying that the thoughts, if you believe into the thoughts, that's right. when it becomes reality. Right. But um, would it then, wouldn't technically being born again be not believing the thoughts? Or that's where I'm confused. Like, why do you have to go forgive to be born again? Oh, that's a good question. The last part. Right. Why do you have to be forgive in order to be born again when it's the thoughts that are the because issue. the reason that you uh, one with the thoughts in the beginning is because you have anger in your heart your heart is wicked and that is the nature of your father the devil right. and the way you became his son is that you resented some situation whether as a kid you overreacted to something you resented the person because kids are not born that way Unless the mother is like really angry why she's pregnant, she can pass it on in the womb, right? right? But with all being equal, you're not born that way. But if your father or mother or someone is impatient with you over and over until you become angry, in that very moment, you as a kid fall away from God and wake up to the imagination, which is uh, your father the devil.
And so in order to overcome it, and now you're being prideful, you're overreacting, you're judging yourself and others, you're playing God. And until you can admit you're playing God, you cannot come out of that. Because there's not but one, and it's not you. So you have to forgive the person or the situation. You're saying you forgive the person or the situation, and then... Because forgiveness is admitting that you're wrong for judging. Right. For playing God, the pride of man. Right. And from there, then the next step is to eliminate the thoughts. Well, you don't have to eliminate them. The light inside of you will bring you out of that imagination. That's why the prayer is so important. Because the light inside of you will bring you out of your darkness of your imagination. And you start to believe in God. Because whenever you doubt the thoughts, you believe in God. There's nothing left but that, right? But as you grow and mature, you're getting further and further away from the voice of Satan. And now you're operating from the voice of God, the voiceless voice. So letting go of whatever you were holding on to and then takes the weight off so you can, you're able to see more clear yeah. what the thoughts are doing. Okay. Yes. The more you become familiar and realize that that's not the voice of God, the less authority he has over you. Right. It really does. Because you start paying attention and paying attention, you see like, wow, this this is insane. Right. There's no way I would think about jumping off a bridge. Right. You know, you're driving down to the beach and say, you know, when you get there, jump off the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, okay. <laughs> or say, you know what, you're so depressed. Nobody likes you. Well, since you're at the beach, kill yourself. <laughs> People do that. Right. Isn't that amazing? Right. Yeah. So you, as you become aware, you're growing away from that voice and becoming more one with the voice of God because your mind is being renewed and you're no longer of the spirit of Satan, but the spirit of God. It's so nice. Right. That makes sense. I was unlocking the back door today to come into the building. When I came in and when I was leaving, Satan said, leave the door unlocked. I was like, leave the door unlocked. Why? <laughs> He said, leave the door unlocked. And nobody's in the back. Everybody's down front. But I'm glad to know that because now I see he's, he's involved in everything you do. Everything. And so he's always trying to get you with those little things that, doesn't seem, that don't seem so important. And you'll find yourself believing some of those things, right? But we have to doubt all things that he says. We really do. Because he's always trying to bring you back in. And if he can get you to believe one lie, he can cause you to believe another one. And then you find yourself going crazy. Isn't that amazing? It's so amazing. It's so amazing. It really is. You're going to see what I mean. I just want you to... It's so easy to be a Christian. And it's an honor to be a Christian. It's a blessing to be one. You just got to doubt your father and the devil. That's all. Um, right here. Did I see your hand? Okay. That makes sense, y'all? Yeah, so you're saying it's the wisdom that frees, frees you up. It's what? The wisdom. It's the light of God within. Right, right. Yeah, it that, really is. That frees you up. It's there. Right. Yes, sir. So my question was, what does it mean to be born of the Spirit? And I think you just answered it. It's as you get closer where that light sheds and you get closer to God. And I think when you let that lead your life, 
I think that's what it means to be born of the Spirit. Yeah, you're born, what it is, you're born of the nature of God now instead of the nature of Satan. And the way you know when you are is that your burdens are light. Things that seem so important are not important anymore. You are not overreacting to situations but overcoming them. Uh, you could see, whereas before you could not see. And uh, the young man is right. He put an invisible bubble around you where the world cannot get to you. That's how you would know. You find yourself like, wow, I didn't overreact to that. Normally, uh, I would have overreacted to that situation. But it's not going to bother you anymore. First of all, you can see it. Secondly, you're protected from it. That's how you know you're born again. Things are not important. You're not overreacting. People can call you names or whatever. It won't bother you. They can lie on you. It won't bother you. Now, it doesn't mean you don't deal with the situation. It's just that you're not personally affected by it because you're protected from the world. Then I would say yes. You would say yes to what? I'm born of the Spirit. I think it's been more of a recent thing. And being able to, from... Um, listening to you speak and just through personal experiences seeing those hardships or those challenges and being able to I think it was and maybe even a few weeks ago I told you that I'd gotten really upset and just lost my temper yeah and even from that point to now I see a lot of growth and a lot of growth and especially if you don't overreact to overreacting yeah. let's say you go off on somebody and you're like, wow, I went off on that person. <laughs> yeah. That's dumb. Yep. But don't judge yourself. Don't say, oh, I'm not born again. This is crazy, right? Just relax in it, and it'll pass, and you'll grow. But then, in the, and I think the next step of what you said was, it's not overreacting, but looking to find a solution. And just, that's... What do you mean by find a solution? Or working to resolve that issue. Instead of just overreacting and just letting that right. be yeah. it. If you don't you overreact, and this is what I want you to realize too. Let's say that the police call you up. You, you stole some money 30 years ago. 36 years. 36 years. <laughs> you stole some money 36 years ago, right? And so out of nowhere, you get a call from the cops. Uh... We just found out that you stole the money and we have the proof. And right away, Satan said, you are going to jail, right? And now you're freaking out. You don't know whether to escape to Mexico or to Australia. You're like, oh, to go underground. Right away, you're trying to figure out, what am I going to do, right? And in that overreaction, you do things that get you deeper in trouble. You know what I'm saying? But if you were to just sit still... And watch this thing through, see it through, it'll be amazing how it turns out for you. But Satan will tell you right away, you're going to prison. Ain't no doubt about that. And you believe him, now you go out and set yourself up to be destroyed. Anybody ever done that? Yeah. But if you don't listen to him, it doesn't matter how bad the situation seems, you'll see how to overcome it. You really will. And it's because God loves you. Everything should be done in be still and know and not overreacting. Stop overreacting. Satan trying to make you destroy yourself. He really is. God wants you to be still in every situation. So that if you're married and one get mad at the other and say, I'm moving out. I'm going, I'm leaving. You're like, okay, bye. <laughs> 
Bye, girl. And let her go. Or let him go. And, and just wish him well, wish her well. And you'll be so happy while they're gone. It'll be like a vacation. And then they'll come back. <laughs> Don't chase them. I got a call. And the reason I'm thinking of this, I got a call from a young lady. And her boyfriend had left. They were living together but not married. And her boyfriend left and she was just panicking. What am I going to do, Jesse? What should I do? Oh, no. She was crying and, you know, like, and uh, Ermis asked his phone, like, you got to talk to this, maybe James, you got to talk to her now. So I get on the phone, she's crying. Jesse, and I've never met this lady. My boyfriend left. He won't answer the phone. He won't, I don't know where he is. He's done this before. And what should I do? My boyfriend and I watch you all the time. We really like what you're doing. And I said, calm down and let him go. Don't, you don't need him. If he's going to walk away like that and he's not contacting you, let him go. Be still. Do the prayer. Go to work and don't worry about it. And she felt free just like that. Because she came out of her head. You know, saying like, you love this guy. Now he's out there with someone else. What are you going to do? He's lying to you. Do you understand this? No matter what happens, stay calm and don't listen to the lie. It's going to be amazing. Really, you can know God then. Because it always works out. Just, he loves us and he's not going to let us make a fool of us. He's not going to destroy us. It's Satan that causes you to destroy yourself because you listen to the wrong voice. You know what I mean? Um, Real fast right here and then here, James, I'll come to you. One of the things that I've done uh, that's helped me a lot, you know, you're talking about watching out for the influences and, you know, controlling events in your life, is I stopped watching TV and I stopped listening to the radio because they are pounding you. The music is pounding your mind. They're seducing you. The TV, all the movies, all the shows and everything else, it's just pounding your mind and you're just... You, you don't have time to think with all those thoughts coming into your head. That's right. And so if you, once you stop that, you reduced it dramatically. I mean, you're going to go to your friend's house or your family's house and hear the music and hear the TV. Yeah. But at you're least right in your car, at least in your own home where you can control. And, and that extends what Jesse talks about, extends that you have even more peace. When Even you, when you're driving sometimes, just have the radio off. Turn it off. And be aware of yourself. Ride yeah. is so mm-hmm. nice. The quietness of right. it is so nice. And then when you That's turn it. the radio back on, guess what happens? Uh. Not you, me. I start jamming real you hard. Do. No, you haven't done it long enough. on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, sir. Did I see your hand earlier? earlier. In the meanwhile, i go to James first. Um, okay. Um, first of all, Tim from Louisiana, his father died, so he's not in the chat, but I thought it would be nice to just mention it. Oh, sorry about that, Tim. Yeah. Past, present, future. All right. So he's at his dad's funeral. Okay. Oh, um, he's at the funeral. Yeah. All right. Um, one guy, me, is saying, not me, but he calls himself me. Right. I don't think Jesse's <laughs> advice works because it's not working for me. <laughs> We're suffering to die, me. <laughs> Just keep doing what you're doing, me, until you realize it does work. I, I, I don't want to force it on anyone. Again, if you don't know it for yourself, it's not yours. And this way that I'm pointing for you, you can't learn it and do it. Either you're born again or you're not. 
You can't fake it. You can't learn it. Either it is or it isn't. So just suffer. We deal with this one all the time, but didn't Jesus get angry at the merchants in the temple? No. Okay. Um, Can we be perfect or will we be imperfect until the day we die? That's a good question. What were you saying to them, James? The hate report. If they call you sure they ask you that, what would you say? Well, I think that we can be perfect because it seems like that's what the Bible says pretty clearly. Yeah. But we should also, be holy and we should be perfect. But I don't know if we know what perfect means. And then, like, I also know Who that it says... we? Well, I don't know if I know what perfect means. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and, to and, like, the person who's asking this. <laughs> me, me, I put myself with this person who's asking. Oh, okay. Meaning, I don't think this person nor I know. And so what is the question? How can you be perfect? No, it's asking, can you be perfect or will you be imperfect until the day you die? Okay, good question. Um, Do you want to respond to that? No. (laughs) (laughs) Who would believe that you could be perfect? Oh, let me go here since I'm not here. And then there. You believe that we could be perfect? Yes. And are you perfect? <laughs> Pretty. Pretty close. <laughs> Pretty close. Yeah. Um, why do you believe it if you have not come to it? Well, it's, it's not my doing. I'm being pulled along and brought there. Okay. Yeah. But you believe it because someone said it? I believe it because I've seen it... Um, better examples than me. So if there's better examples than me, then there must be better examples than them all the way to perfection. Right. Uh, amazing. And you say, yes, you believe we can be perfect? Yeah. Take the mic there. How did, you, how did the funeral, you had your mother's funeral last Sunday? Uh, it's actually today, this afternoon. Uh, oh, the funeral was happening today? Yeah. Oh, why did it take you so long? Uh, the coroner didn't finish everything until last Monday and we didn't want to rush the family and we want to keep it on the weekend. Oh, I see. How are you feeling about everything? A lot better. Uh, I, like you said, like you told me, I think it was the best advice. And I told a few friends who don't really uh, follow you hardcore, but they know of you. Uh, I told them what you said that day. You said just grieve naturally, wash your face, and go back to your life. And, yes. And he was floored. He just said, that's, a, that's just, a, just a strange little phrase he couldn't get out of his head. He said, just wash <laughs> your face and go back to it. Yeah. But uh, Some people want to grieve forever, yeah. especially if mama die. That's what I do they'll with my get dad, over yeah. really fast. If daddy die, the next day they're back to drinking. But mama die, 10 years. No, I still miss my mama. Yeah, uh, Grieve can bring on depression. You're not supposed to do that. No. Let it take its normal process. His mother expired. She had a car accident, right? Yes, sir. And then she had a heart attack as a result. Uh, before, and then she died? Yeah. Before the accident, she had a heart attack, and then that caused the accident. Oh, the heart attack caused the accident. Oh, okay. Well, but, uh, I'm glad you handled it well. Yeah, but thank you, because yeah. uh, my brothers have had a hard time, and they've, they've blown up and almost dragged me back into it, and I had to raise my voice a few times with them, but I tried not to give, you know, do any, any I didn't want to curse them, yeah. do any low blows. or You, you know, didn't want to curse them? Yeah, they, like, they have to you're cuss. Like, if you don't shut up, you're going to make me cuss. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they just try to drag you back into it, you know, with low blows and, you know, the, like bring out your past mistakes. And, yes. Try to get you angry. Yeah. And, uh, it's interesting when someone dies, especially a parent, 
Say you tell your, oh, your mother is dead. Remember how you were mean to her that time? She wanted you to take her to the store. You would not do it. And you're like, oh, yeah, I was so mean. Now you're feeling all guilty. And mama could care less. She's somewhere free and probably wishing that you wouldn't do that. But Satan will lie to you even at a funeral about your own father and mother. He'll make you think about things that doesn't exist anymore. It makes you feel guilty. And now you land all over the casket, <laughs> kissing the dead body, <laughs> taking pictures of it. I, I have a family member who has a whole album of dead people. I'm like, why are you taking pictures of everybody and let the dead bury the dead, man? But he got a whole album of them. He's like, do you want to see this? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, wait, you have to respect the dead. And I'm like, I am. By avoiding them. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sorry. No, I just, uh, it's, uh, like you said, I, th- I think you can be perfect. But looking yes. at you, and I can see that my own trajectory, I'm not there yet, but I can see where, it, where the final result is going to be because that's where it's headed. And, and why do you I- say you're not there yet? Well, maybe I am. Uh, just uh, I think it's not a worldly perfect where people are going to say, "Well, you, you, uh, you misstepped or you misspoke." And like you said, yeah, that could happen. But if I don't judge myself, then I I didn't fall for it. But you could get up every morning and walk on water, and people still are going to say you're not that. Yeah. So it can't be based on what others think at all. Right. All right. So why do you say you're not there yet? I don't know. I guess I feel like I just. I, I still get pulled into it here and there. You know? uh, I, I, not, not the way I used to, but someone may cut me off in traffic and it might get me emotional for a second, and, but I do let it go a lot sooner than right. I did. Yeah. So, uh, again, when those things happen, don't judge it. That's Satan telling you that you're not there yet. Once you forgive and you enter into the kingdom, now you're just growing. But Satan still doesn't want you to get away. So if you yell at that person on the freeway, he's going to say, yeah, not there yet. The beauty is you can see what's going on and just overcome it. Don't, don't judge yourself based on that. Don't judge yourselves. I'm telling you, cut it out because that's Satan. That's not God. And it's not you telling yourself that. He's telling you that. And it's based on everything you've learned. You know what I'm saying? So I want you, I want everybody, I recommend that you recognize his voice so you can doubt him. Those thoughts are not your own. Do y'all get that? Do you get it? Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, and I know I used to live in them. Believe me. My imagination was my home, and it nearly destroyed me. Really. So I know what it's like, but I'm telling you, every thought you get is a lie. So don't believe, and he's involved in everything. That's why God wants you to watch it. That's why he said, bring every thought into captivity. Every one of them. So if he says every, that means you can't believe any thoughts. So when the, when the Satan said, well, how about Donald Trump? He had three wives. You say, and... <laughs> You know what I mean? Move on. What about now? Who is this man today? You know, that makes sense. Um, so don't be doing that. And so the question is, how do you become perfect? Today? Well, can you be perfect? Yes, you can. When you when you forgive 
and you are forgiven and God draw you back into the kingdom you know how you wake up you're like wow I can see now you're there that's where you're being because now you're in his perfect nature unlike your father the devil God's nature is perfect so your nature is his nature his nature is yours right a perfect nature perfect love and God is love so now you're back home and the way that you're being made perfect is how you deal with situations if you don't overreact but be still and know you're being made perfect in that moment old things are passing away you know you're putting your little pot away you don't need it anymore or you yell at the person on the freeway but next time you know you you won't yell Uh, or you didn't overreact at all you're being made perfect with situations that's what they're there for to make you perfect and to see that you are a son or a daughter of God. That's why you should welcome the situation and not resent the situations, not overreact to them. And so that's how you're made to grow in, in perfection. You've been made perfect as he is. Your father, God, is perfect, so his children should be perfect. Your father, Satan, is imperfect, so his children should be imperfect. You, you're not on your own. You either serve God or you serve Satan. There is no gray. That makes sense? You of yourself, you could do nothing, and of yourself, you are nothing. You know nothing. You don't know anything. And you can't do anything of yourself. It's so nice when you realize this. Life is so much fun. A lot of challenges, but you're made perfect in those challenges. Unless you overreact and just go nuts, right? But don't worry, it'll come back around again. Don't even judge yourself when that happens. Have no opinion. What are you thinking, Brenda? So you look like you're thinking. <laughs> I am thinking. Okay. I'm thinking so <clears throat> if, um, if, if you bump into somebody's car and they say, you meant to do that. You know, you, you were trying to make me run off the road. Right. How, how do you react to that? Just stay calm and deal with it. Let them carry on because they're tempting you by will their father to overreact. Uh-huh. But you stay calm. No, I didn't mean to hit your car. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, you did. And if you're a white woman and you hit a black woman car, it's over. You're <laughs> <laughs> racist. You saw I was in here. A strong black woman. You just want to hit me. No, black lady, I don't want to hit you. Yeah, you do. No, no, no. Just stay calm because that other person is overreacting to challenges. And if they can get you to overreact, they'll feel better because they're taking life from you. Okay. And you fall apart. But let the other person act in it any kind of way they want. There are, there's sometimes people call my radio show and they pretend like they're with me, right? And then they go, nigger. <laughs> Anybody ever heard that? You nigger. And I'm like hoping that the person don't hang up. You know, they can't say nigger on the radio only because the F, F, F what? FCC says you can't use the language. I don't care about it. They can call me nigger all day, right? Right. But I want to find out from them, what's making you call me nigger? You know, what did I do to you? What caused I would love to have a conversation with them because that's another human being. It's not me. And his or her words are not penetrating. So I can see that they have an issue. you got to have an issue to dial a number and call somebody a nigger that you don't even know and then hang up. 
Right. You've got to have compassion for that person. And so I don't overreact to it, thank God. That makes sense? Yes, thank you. Likewise, the same thing uh, when you have a car accident, just practice being aware. Okay. It'll work out. Okay. Even if the other person is wrong, forgive them and just deal with the situation. Okay. That makes sense? Yes. Yes. Okay, last thing from James. Did you have your hand? Yes. Let me take James and then I'll come to you. Yes, James. Thank you. Um, this person asked a super chat, meaning they donated a little bit. They said, how... Oh, thank for your donation. Now I can answer your question. <laughs> um, how is sex in marriage okay if it's of the flesh and if God eventually takes the desire away? Other than for having children, is there a point? No. The only reason sex is in a marriage to make a baby. If you want to want to make a baby, forget about it. Really. You know, Paul said that it's better to be married and have sex than to burn. Meaning, Because if you notice when you're not married, you burn. It's turned into a bad situation. You trip out. But at least in marriage, you can work it out. But the only reason for sex is to make children. And after you had all the babies that you can have, more than one and more than two, like the white people, you have all the babies, and then you just stop, and then you and your wife will come together in the right way. But that's what it's for. It's only to make a baby. It's not love. And the reason I say white people because white people only have two babies. <laughs> have you noticed that? And then everybody hate the white folks, and they want to kill the white people, but the white people are not making enough babies to keep it going. Babies to keep it going. That's the darnest thing, darnest thing I ever seen. Y'all better make some babies. <laughs> Who told you to have two babies? <laughs> Who told white people to have two babies? The liberals? The liberals tell you that? I think it's more of an economics issue. To be able to give enough to each, to be able to give enough to each child and not have too many children to where you can't give them enough uh, guidance. That's not a good reason. Well, I'm, I'm just saying how it happened and how it got there. Being, oh. being Caucasian, it's the you know. Are you a ca- you said being what? Being Caucasian. You being white? white? Yeah. Really? <laughs> Did you know he was white? <laughs> I thought you were Hispanic or something. Nope. Yeah, he doesn't look like a Hispanic. It looks like he might be Italian a little bit. Oh, you got a tan. A mulatto. Oh. <laughs> so you knew this about him, that he wasn't Hispanic or anything? Oh, man. <laughs> you had a question for me. Um, it was earlier. It was just a fact of what you were saying when the man called you the N-word, yeah. that he actually probably sat and for an hour on hold. So he, yeah, defi- he waited. He sure definitely had to wait and has issues. You know, so, that's right. That's, that's another point. This guy waited a long time. About an hour or so. Yeah. And then he, he just said, nigger! <laughs> uh, isn't that amazing? How can you be mad at someone like that? Wouldn't you want to know what's driving you? I would want to know that. But they hang up. They won't even compensate. I, even if, if they're still angry, I would still like to compensate with them, you know, to find out. You waited on the call for an hour or so. You dialed my number. You've been watching forever. And you call up to say nigger and run away? At least deal with the nigger. You know, <laughs> tell, tell him why he's a nigger. <laughs> it's so amazing. 
I want you to know that before God changed me, took away my anger, I was subject to all this stuff that's happening. I was weak and pathetic, beta, beta. I used to cry about stuff that was stupid. I was just beta male, really. And so if he changed me, he'll change you. He really will because he want you. He, somebody mentioned he sent Christ so that you can come back home. So you got to go and forgive. It's just go and forgive. First realize you are wrong for holding anger. Anger is playing God. Anyone who has anger think that they are God. And that's why they're judging themselves and others, right? But just know that that's wrong. You're not God. And know I'm wrong and then go and forgive and you can be free just like that. At the blinking of an eye, you can change. It doesn't take forever. And then life starts and it's so much fun. It really is. It's so amazing. It really is. Because now you can see. Uh, last question, James. Do you have another for me? Yeah. Okay. Is it evil to be nice? Yes. Nice is weakness. Because nice people are only nice because they want to get along with you because they can't handle you. If I'm nice to you, you're going to be nice to me and I'll feel better. That's not love. That's deception. It's not real. All right. Um, you guys was here last Sunday, right? This your first time here? It's our second time. Oh, any... any Oh, that's why. Okay. I don't remember. So any questions for me about the end? No, but I would like to share that I, I, I went and forgave my mother. I saw so. Yeah, that's yeah. what we talked about the last time. I did. And I so did. you drive it over there thinking what? Law? Well, we both went together oh, for yeah, the first like, time, and it, she, it was late, too late, so she didn't, um, she didn't answer the door or the, the gate. We were calling. Oh, she didn't answer. It didn't happen. Uh, so she was looking I, at you on the screen. She probably, she <laughs> when the doorbell rang, she's like, what are these two up to? <laughs> so then I went on my own. Um, were you afraid? No, I was very, I was ready to do it because I believe because I have sons, I was ready to do it because I needed to speak with my sons about it. Yes. Yeah, my teenage boys. And so you rang the gate bell and she opened up. Well, I went on my own another time. Okay. We were supposed to do it together, but it didn't right. happen. But then she let you in this time. You went back. When I went, yeah. Okay. Um, I did. I, I ex- what she, how she reacted. I totally expected the how it was going to go down. Um, she told me she resented me for doing it. She was upset with me. She resented you for forgiving her. Mm-hmm. Amazing. <laughs> I would be mad you forgiving me. Yeah. <laughs> I knew she was going to react this way, but I was very calm. And I mean, if you just go with with an open heart, and um, it, it's amazing. So many amazing things have happened since Thank I did you. this. Amazing, huh? Like my life is changing. My relationships with my kids, my husband sees changes. My friends. Your husband's like, what are you up to? You're mighty nice. It's powerful. Yes. Yes. Amazing. I, I feel I feel a sense of empowerment. Yes. It's, a, it's just a joy. So well, I, God, I want to say thank you. You're Jesse. welcome. God bless you. And stay with it. No matter what happens, don't listen to Satan. Keep moving forward. You have not seen anything yet. It gets better. It's exciting practicing this. Yes. Because you can see where these things are coming from. The thoughts, and you know how to deal with it now. Yes. 
Right on. Isn't it amazing that you can spend a lifetime in hell and not know it? You know, I've been going to church for a long time, and did they don't they don't talk about this? Yeah, because the preacher is blind. He went to school to become a preacher, and they can't see. I understand that now. But God bless you. Yeah. Are you are you doing the silent prayer? I'm doing it. Stay with it. It's so amazing. Right. Yeah. Any any other question? No. I'm glad you did. Thank you. You're welcome. Did you go too? I did not go. You haven't gone back yet? I have not gone back. She's not talking to me right now, though, so I'm on try, <laughs> trying to sneak over there at some point. And, oh, okay. But, I mean, I have, you know, I do forgive her. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's the, our relationship is much more toxic because yeah. I'm older. And so we've right. had a lot more history and things that we've been able to discuss, you know. Yes. But um, I will get over there. But I, I really have forgiven her, and I just feel 100% like a weight off of me. You, you know, realize like I, that she just couldn't help herself. Exactly. Yeah. And I she just don't have that anger or resentment towards her at all. And right it's on. helped me, you know, just everything, like my marriage, work, career, everything. Just You just don't have that anger. But you do feel more. I do feel how Satan really tries to get you off track. Yes. Like I, I, it's, I can see that happening yes. before it's even happening. It's like, oh, my goodness, this is. And I just. You know, just let it pass. Take it away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You want to be the observer of life. Correct. And all you have to do is observe what he's trying to do and let it pass. And you're going to see everything else in front of you. It really will happen. Well, good. I can't wait for you to go, though. Yes. Thank God. I'll let you know as soon yeah. as it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Any questions for me? Um, I wanted to ask you um, what you think about, say, if you have a friend or a person that you know that they've had. They, they don't have any anger. They, you've seen that their parents, you know, the dad was the alpha male, like they had a really good upbringing, whatever, and they don't have anger. Can somebody else, like say a, their ex-wife or a child or something, like cause them trauma? Cause them trauma? Yes. It, it's not just the parents, It doesn't right? have to be just the parents. Okay. okay. So other thing can happen in your life, too, that you can overreact to it. It can cause that to happen. Okay. Yeah. And then you, you think that it would be best for them to go and forgive them? If possible, yes. If it's possible. Yes. Okay. okay. Right. All right. Okay. Good. So right on. Um, so any other thing, James? Uh, one guy asked, well, maybe you can just repeat this. If being, if being nice is evil, what should I be? Right. You want to be right. Doing right is not right. You want to be right. You want to be like your father in heaven is. All right? Because Satan didn't give you some right or good things to do or be nice things, right? That's not love. And by the way, love is not hating. I want to tell you that. When you don't have anger, you have perfect love. You really do. So that's all. It's not something you feel, you can taste or touch. You live by it. You live by it. What? I forgave. Oh yeah, that's right. I feel amazing, and I haven't had any anger. Where's your mother today? She couldn't make it. I hit her up. Oh. I said you come to church, and she better be glad she didn't make it. She couldn't come. Last week, his mother just said crazy. She uh, (laughs) she put a phony money, fake money in the donation box. Isn't that right? 
I yeah, know. well, we did that little uh, thing out front, you know. You did we, it with her? Yeah, she, we both did it, and we got the money, and she pulled out to donate. She donated real money, too, but then she I pulled out, it. She pulled well, out she put the fake hundred it. and put it in as and a And then joke. she opened up a new coffee cup thing and drank coffee out of it and didn't pay for it. Did you know that? She, yeah, she returned it, though. She, she returned it, though. She didn't know. You know, go to the store and open up a new package and drink water. It was the it was the display model, so she thought it was. No, she didn't. Whatever. Well, don't go for that. I'm not gonna. I'm not Tell gonna her think I'll go about in it and wait for her. Yeah. All right. For sure. All but. right. So listen. In closing, overcome the anger. Go and forgive. It doesn't take forever to become sons and daughters of God. The moment you realize that you are wrong, don't worry about what others did to you. They have to deal with that. Your parents or whomever caused your trauma, that's on them. Don't let Satan say, oh, well, they are so mean to you. Why would you want to forgive them? Or they're so mad. That's on them. You go and forgive them. God will forgive you. And you can be home just like that. Salvation is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. It doesn't take years and months and, and days and hours. It only takes the blinking of an eye. The moment you realize you're wrong, things start changing. All right. And so you don't have to keep reading the whole Bible over and over again, trying to find it. You don't have to do all that stuff. It's right inside. And the only reason that you have not received it yet is because you have not forgiven. He said, before you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must forgive within. You must forgive. And the moment you do that, it can change. Just honestly and sincerely realize you are wrong. I realized I was wrong for resenting my parents, but I didn't know it until God allowed me to see that. They were wrong for what they did, but the reason I was still lost is because I was wrong for judging them. And in the moment, things changed. Um, I want to take this one last question over here. Anyway, does this make sense? And make sure you do the silent prayer. Stay with the prayer. You don't need to hear my voice. I'm just showing you the technique, but do the prayer. I've been doing it 29 years. Yes. I have a question, Jesse. Um, when we overreact on something, either that be a family member or a friend or a child, and we burst out of anger, we call names, we say things that are too true to be said, or um, we, out of our own anger, we hurt someone. Yeah. Okay, next second you realize you don't judge yourself and try to find peace that you did make a mistake. And yes, that was hurtful. But then that my one mistake that I can go over and forget next second can be so destructive to the person in front of me. Like mess up their family, relationship, mess up their whole psychological consciousness. How do you deal with that? That brings so much guilt, (coughs) so much guilt and uh, so much uh, like self-disgust that... Okay, I can pass on that. I can. I do understand. I forgive myself for doing that. I don't judge myself. But then that carries on on a long chain. Their yeah. family, their kids. Yeah. Their so let's family. say that you did that. Let's say you and I mm-hmm. hanging out, mm-hmm. having some coffee. And I'm like, Lily, you always drink the wrong kind of coffee. <laughs> and you just go off on me. Right. And then you call me the N-word. Right. And... <laughs> To go off and yell and scream, right? And when you realize, wow, I was wrong. Look how I overreacted to that situation. 
just go to Jesse and say, you know what, Jesse? I'm sorry. I was wrong. I overreacted and I was totally wrong. And I'm sorry for that. And when you do that, be done with it. Because now it's up to the other person to forgive you. If they don't forgive, there's nothing you can do about it. What if it's a person that doesn't think like me, does, does not know that it's easy to forgive and right. go over it? It's someone that lives a normal life, life as we all used to live. Me and my husband used to live. Right. Me, I, am, I used to live that not knowing that. Right. It's so easy to, to agree and admit that I'm sorry, I was really wrong. And right. that ego doesn't get so hurt for you to say, you know, I'm sorry, I was wrong. But then if they don't understand that, it sounds like it sounds like even funny when you say, you know, I admit I was wrong. I'm sorry. They'll be like, that's it? You messed up my whole life. Let but it be in all honesty, you didn't mess up their life. They mess up, their, if it's an adult, they mess up their own life by overreacting to you. That's not your fault. And you're not the first one they overreacted to. So that's not your fault. It's not your problem. And if they have any decency in them at all, if you go and say, hey, I was wrong, I overreacted, I should not have done that, I'm sorry, it's up to me to say, okay, I'm done with it too. But if I don't, as an adult, that's on me. That's not your fault at all. And they were already traumatized before you came around and cursed them out anyway. You were, in the, you were not the first one that caused them to fall into that, that state of being. And when you go and admit that you're wrong, I'm sorry, you're showing love to that person. And sometimes that's real powerful because people don't expect you to come back and say, I'm wrong, I'm sorry, without any other excuses at all. So once you do that, wash your hand of it. And don't blame yourself if they go nuts and they, for years they stay that way. That's on them. has nothing to do with you at all. But Satan said, oh, you traumatized that person. You knew better because you listened to Jesse and you know you're not supposed to do it. He's lying to you. That person is already traumatized and they love hating, so they're living off it and they don't want to get better. So it's not your fault at all. Thank you. I had a, uh, in closing, I had a, a, a close family member that I, I said one time, cause she would be like really mean, and I had not seen her in a long time, she would be mean, and we were at a funeral, speaking of funerals, and said so we had had the funeral, so we were at the dinner part, right, where you have the yams and the greens and the ham hock and all that good stuff, and she said something to me, and I was like, wow, I didn't know you were so evil, you are evil, and she went, oh. And I said, but you are evil. She's like, you're not supposed to tell me I'm evil. I'm like, yes, I am. You're evil. But I said it with love because somebody needs to say it. And it's up to her to deal with it. You know, so don't worry about it. Once you apologize without excuses, be done with it. That makes sense? Yeah. So this was fun. God's God ways are easy. His burdens are light. Don't go into your intellectual mind about him. You're not going to find him there. You can't study him and know him. You just know about him. It's like knowing about Martin Luther King Jr. You're not going to get saved from that. You can't. You have to just be still and know him. You can read the Bible, but don't read the Bible to learn the Bible. I had a guy call my show the other day. He was like going on and on about the Bible, right? And I didn't mind at all. But you can't learn God. You need to know him. He's your father. That makes sense?
So whatever you've been taught, let it all go and go within and know God. Watch yourself without any opinions. It's going to be mind blowing. It's just that simple. Speak up, but don't resent. All right. So Australia, do you have a last question or comment? Okay. So my question relates to um, something that you said in um, one of your presentations where you're an American first, you're not Afro-American. Right. And I really like that. I'm like, that makes sense. That's right. I don't have an Afro, I have a Miracle. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So to that point, are you a Christian first or you're an American first? Um, I became an American before I became a Christian. So I was an American first. And I, over the last 29 years, I've been a Christian. Right. Okay. The moment I popped out of my mother's womb in Alabama, I became an American. That makes sense? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So um, in terms of priorities, do you relate better with Christians or do you relate better with Americans? Uh, the reason why I'm asking is because, for me, nationality, Australian, American, like I think I have more in common with everyone here right. than what I do with my next-door neighbour in yeah. Australia. I think nationality doesn't really mean anything. It's just a, a made-up story. Right. And so I'm just wondering, from your point of view, um, yeah, are you, um, is Christianity the number one priority or is American uh, Americanism? The number one priority. Well, that's a good question. The fact that I was physically born into America made me an American. It has nothing to do with my spirit or anything. You know what I mean? But my spirit now is that of my father. And so that is first and foremost as far as seeking the kingdom of God in his right way. I want to stay on that. That's the most important thing to me. But I'm an American. I can't change that. I guess if you leave the country... And denounce your citizenship. But I don't think about being an American. I just know that I am. So it's not something I have to focus on. So I don't have to relate to it because I'm an American. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it's not something I have to think about. Okay, great. That makes sense? Thank you so much. Yep. Yeah. I'm glad you came, man. Thank you. Uh, It's been awesome. How long are you going to be here in the country? I'm actually leaving tonight. We've been here, my family and I, we've been here for three weeks. And we're leaving tonight. So Amazing. I took the opportunity while I could. Well, I'm glad you did. Make sure every time you come, come back. I will, I will. All right? Thank you. So thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to donate. We need your support. We got a lot of work to do. Every time we get goes back into the organization. So don't forget to donate your tithes and offerings. I want to encourage you to do the prayer. If you need counseling, uh, call the office. Anywhere in the world, we give counseling services to all. All right? Uh, What else? We have our men's forum for those who live in L.A., this Thursday night. Is this the first Thursday night? Yes. Yeah, this Thursday night, 7 p.m. So for men only. And ladies, it's the third Thursday night for you. All right? And Sunday morning for everybody. So don't forget that. Don't forget to tune into the radio show and all that. And thank you all for coming. I appreciate it.